When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 5, Episode 22, Chapter Titled. Promises, promises. Get it? Hi, I'm Alden. Oh, I'm Tanya. <laughs> I'm the boy. I'm the girl. And Tanya's forgotten how to do the show. Well, no, I was, I was reading the title and trying to figure out if I had said it correctly because it's not easy to enunciate on the correct part of the words i think it's more of a title that you're supposed to read and not say out loud right it's like prom isses prom isses no no i i think it's more a title that you have to read and not say out loud uh so go find out how to read it everybody also just look at the episode title because it it just looks like promises, promises. It'll be it'll be up there on your on your Spotify or your whatever you're listening to. Yeah. Uh, anyway, how you been, Tanya? I've been good. Very busy. What? Yeah. You? I know. It's crazy. It's like I'm always so lazy and I never have anything going on. And all of a sudden, I just have so much. Yeah. Your sister came in town. That was cool. Yeah, it was awesome. She's she lives in Colorado and I haven't seen her in almost two years and she got to spend the night and it was wonderful. Yep. How have you been? Yeah, I've been good. I beat Dark Souls three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't done a whole lot. I'm I'm getting very like cabin fever and I know everybody else dealt with this at the beginning of the pandemic, but I didn't get like relegated to home only until like three or four months ago. So I am going crazy. It's true. I am, I did not expect this from him. Me either, because I love being at home. But I'm just very much getting, like, uh, in my own head. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. No. Turns out, not fun. Super not fun. I've been there. Um. Anyway. Otherwise, we haven't done a whole lot. Today was Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to everybody listening, especially the mothers. <laughs> a little bit less especially everyone else yeah happy mother's day to the mothers um anything else no not really we We, can what an exciting this is a pretty big episode i mean so let's preface it by saying um this might be one where we're talking about sex a little bit i'm uncomfortable with you even saying that this I is going to be a steamy episode of Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. Yeah, if you generally have your kids sit and listen with while you watch or you, while you listen to the podcast, still let them listen. They could learn something. Yeah, like the, what kind of decisions can be made in a minute? But um, this is an episode where Disney Channel decided you couldn't see it. Right. So there's a lot of stuff that happens in this episode that I feel like. Anybody watching on the Disney Channel just didn't understand how they jumped from one to the other, but yeah, I I mean this came out at like the height of the abstinence mm-hmm. movement, and the propaganda for abstinence was everywhere. Like it was in every show that was a sitcom, while every other show like on the WB was saying, "Hey, all you teenagers out there, having sex is normal." All of the sitcoms are trying to combat it by being like, hey, don't have sex. You're not ready. That's I mean, I don't. Yeah, I feel like more. I feel more like the abstinence era was before the WB stuff. And then WB came in to be like, no, it's different. Everybody. Right. Have sex with everybody, you know. Right. And uh, there wasn't really anybody saying, you know what? This is a healthy medium. Right. But we'll talk about that. Because right now we're going to talk about the episode. You know what else we watched? What do we watch? Boy Meets World Season 5, Episode 22. I think I said what else we watch when we haven't even talked about what we're watching otherwise. Oh, we're watching Better Call Saul. <laughs> we're finally watching Better Call Saul. It's a very tough show to watch. It's yeah. One, it's one of my favorite shows of all time, I think, like for real. Uh-huh. 
but it's also one of the most difficult shows to watch in the whole world. It really is. There has been a couple of points this week where I, my brain says, can we just take a mental health break from this TV show? And I'm like, nope, got a soldier on. Let's go. <laughs> it's rough watching somebody like fall apart and, and destroy their own life. It's hard. Yeah. But it's like it, there's such good characters. Right. I mean, but it is the fact that they he's such a lovable person with such a kind heart. And you know that about him. And then you're also watching him sabotage himself so heavily at every turn. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, what else do we watch? Boy Meets World Season 5, Episode 22, Chapter Titled. Promises, Promises. Um, So, Tanya, Mm -hmm. I'm going to need you to blurb. Blurb me. Blurb me up. Okie dokie. The blurb for this episode is Corey and Topanga have decisions to make about prom night. Great blurb, Disney Plus. What decisions could they possibly be making on prom night? What corsage to get? What color tux to wear? Whether to drink the punch. They could spill it and it could mess up their outfit. Who was going to be their chaperones? Who was going to be prom king and prom queen? Because usually people have to vote on that. Right. But this episode was directed by Alan Myerson. It was written by... Ellen Idelson and Rob Lauderstein. Um, they've written a few now. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, Do they usually write it together? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I think they've always written together. Okay. I might be wrong. Uh, but anyway, classroom or not, Tanya, do we start in the classroom? We do not start in the classroom. That was beautiful. Where do we start then? The kitchen. The kitchen. The Matthews kitchen. Yeah. Where? Uh, Sean and Corey are coming down the stairs. They're in their tuxes. They're like getting amped for prom and they're talking about prom night. And Corey's like, so like you and Angela, have you talked about it? And Sean's like, talked about what? They're like, it's the biggest night of our lives. Mm-hmm. And Sean says, no, no, we're, we're not going to talk about that. Like, you know, what do you think we're, um... he's like, how dorky do you think we are? And what about you and Topanga? And Corey goes, oh, we discussed it heavily. Right. Uh, We made charts. We weighed the pros and cons. And uh, Topanga said that if everything goes, what does she say? Absolutely, perfectly right? Mm -hmm. No, something else. Goes perfectly, maybe. Right. If everything goes... If everything goes perfectly, then maybe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, so they get, like, all excited and they like high five and they're like maybe and uh amy and alan come down the stairs and uh amy's just like maybe what and uh they're just like oh you know guy stuff just like guy stuff and alan's like guy stuff on prom night sit down mm-hmm. and sits them both at the table and he sits in between them and he's he basically gives them the quick and, and dirty like hey uh I know you're you're gonna go do things that you you know do when you're 16, but keep in mind that aren't they 17 at this point? I don't remember. Yes, they must be 17. So he didn't say 16. I did out loud. Mm. Um, and now I can't edit it and make myself not look dumb. Well, maybe it'll make me look dumb. Maybe they are 16, but I would think they're going to prom. It's their senior year. They're not 16 anymore. Yeah, they're definitely 17. Um. But yeah, Alan says uh, you can make a decision that th- th- things that happen in one minute can affect your entire life. Keep that in mind. And and he says, like, understand me. And he points at Corey and Corey's like, yes, dad. And he looks at Sean and points at Sean. And Sean's just so earnestly is like, yes, dad. And um, so the boys get up. They get ready to go. Amy takes a picture of them. They're all excited. They run out the door. Uh, Amy walks over to Alan. Alan's like, "You think I think I nailed that, don't you?" And Amy's like, "You know what? Yes, you're such a great dad." And and uh, like, I'm so proud of you. Um, and then she's just like, "I'm pregnant." Like, really within the same sentence. Yeah. And she like takes his picture while she's saying it, and, and he just starts out. laughing. Mm-hmm. And she pulls out a pregnancy test and puts it in front of his face, and he's like. Those things aren't 100%. And so she pulls another one out. And she's taking pictures the whole time she's doing this of his reaction. Mm -hmm. And she's like, aren't you happy? 
And he's like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. And she's like, you're not happy at all. And she walks up the stairs, and the audience goes, Aww. Yeah. I, I, I feel like she's being a little hard on Alan here. Yeah, but I think, in all fairness, she has had time to. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, but a lot of times in a situation like that, you it, just because you've had time to like internalize it, figure it out, and like become happy about it, you just expect the other person to be like, "Oh yeah, this is great," right? Not thinking about the fact that they are shocked and just finding this out. And to be completely honest, if I were to come to you right now and be like, "I'm pregnant," you would die. <laughs> Like, it, you would die. It would, I mean, it would be very, but would you be upset with me? Like. Oh, no. No, but I do think, like, there there was a point in a lot of people's lives where pregnancy did seem like the woman's fault. And, like, a woman is afraid to tell people that she's pregnant. A girl is afraid to tell people she's pregnant. So there is some security in, like, we've done this three times before. We're a happily married couple. I feel comfortable going to him and saying, hey, I'm pregnant. And then the reaction is the one that you would normally be afraid of. Yeah, but they're in their 40s and they clearly, like, they're just starting over again now. It would be terrible. It would be crazy, but also it doesn't seem like it's a thing they've talked about. Like, it was just a thing that happened. Right. So I don't know. No, I think both sides, like, I understand her feeling kind of like, oh, I feel like I just did something wrong, mm. is where my brain went with it. Because there is that, like, if if I were to come to you to tell you that, I wouldn't necessarily be afraid, like, you wouldn't be mad at me. Right. But I am the res- the person who's responsible for letting people know, like, mm. that I'm growing a baby in my body. Mm-hmm. And while two people are involved in making that baby, there's a lot of responsibility that comes from the woman's side that makes it almost seem like if people aren't happy about it, it's almost like the woman is responsible for making those people unhappy about Mm. a baby coming. I don't know if that makes any sense. It makes sense. I just wish it wasn't the case. Right. Uh, Anyway, so now we cut to Topanga's room. Uh, or I, I think it's, it's either, like the living room at Topanga's house I or think. it's Angela's house. Like I, it, it could be either or. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Topanga and Angela are talking about, uh, Angela's saying that, oh yeah, Sean's really excited about prom tonight, but, uh, he won't say what he wants to do. And, uh, I've decided that until he can talk about it, he's not ready to do it. And then Topanga starts talking about how, you know, her and Corey have talked about it. It's kind of the same thing that Corey went over with Sean about how, you know, they talked about all the pros and cons and she wants everything to be absolutely perfect. Um, And they're like looking in the mirror, getting ready for prom and the door knocks. (laughs) And Angela says, uh, perfect. So whenever you say so, right? And Topanga's like, yes. Yeah. So, the yeah, that's when the door opens. Uh, Sean and Corey are there. They're very excited. Sean is just, like, enamored with Angela. Mm-hmm. He's like, you look oh, wow. And she's like, you look wow, too. Yeah, and she, again, that confidence. Like, she's she doesn't, like, get bashful about him saying that she looks great. She doesn't get, like, weird about it. She's just like, yeah, you look great, too. Let's go. Um, she says like, shall we? And grabs him by the hand and they go off out the door. Um, and Corey's just like, oh, we'll catch up to you guys. And he shuts the door and he turns around to give Topanga her corsage. And, um, he again is like, you know, I I love you so much. Um, I'm so, I, I wouldn't ever want to go to prom with anyone else. This is such a big night for us. And he says, um, I want everything to go. And she cuts him off and says exactly perfectly right, because that's their wording mm-hmm. for whether or not they're going to do it. And uh, she's like, yes, well, I do, too. And the doorbell rings. And uh, what's his name? Howie. Yeah, there's a, a nerdy kid named Howie at the door. Right. Um, nerdy, according to like 90s standards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like and, Revenge of the Nerds nerdy. Right. 
He's in the best tux I've ever seen in my life, which I feel like is probably in this guy's wardrobe at home at this point because he's probably worn it for a few different TV shows. Oh, yeah. Um, He was a regular in Freaks and Geeks, Mm -hmm. which is one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, But he was in he's in like everything on Earth. Yeah. Yeah. and he was kind of delightful to see. And he so he's at the door and he's dressed in a tux. And Topanga's just like, Howie, what are you doing here? And he's like, I'm here to pick you up for prom. My dad's in the car outside. He said my dad's outside in the Plymouth. And like, there's a laugh track that plays, which is super annoying to me. Yeah, what's wrong with a Plymouth? Exactly. Like, that was such a... just. I know it's just a quick second. And I know I'm harping on something that's dumb. But like... It made every teenager feel like that wasn't adequate. Like yeah. They and, needed more for their prom. Could have been not the Plymouth that was the laugh, like the thing that made people laugh. It could have been the fact that his dad was out there. But there are plenty of people right. who still need their dads to drive them. And Howie's dad was cool enough to be like, yeah, I'll take you and Topanga to the prom. Right. But he's like, so don't you remember? I, I asked you a couple weeks ago. I said, do you have a date for prom? And you said no. And I said, great. And she's like, yeah, Howie, I... I wasn't with Corey then. I'm, I'm with Corey now, so we can't do this. And Corey's like, yeah, you can't do this. Capiche, get out. And he goes, yeah, I, I, know, I knew this was too good to be true. My mom even said so. Aww. And uh, Topanga gets upset, and she's like, hold on. And Corey's like, no, no. And Topanga like, pulls Corey to the side, and she says, listen, I... I I don't want to ruin his night. And Corey goes, Topanga, this is our prom. And she goes, this is Howie's prom too. Mm-hmm. And I don't want, I don't want to be the reason that Howie is sitting home at night tonight crying. Uh, and then I won't have a an exactly perfect night. And Corey like perks up and he's like, Howie, you want to be our date? Yep, so off to prom they go. Off to prom, it says. So then did they get in the Plymouth, or did they go with Sean and Angela? I don't know, and they never explained that. I have to assume they got in the Plymouth, but I don't know. I feel like they would have asked Howie no. to go with them because he is now their date. Yeah, he went with them in the limo. I oh, can say that. yes. Because yes, of yes, later yes. on. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we get to the prom. We're at a hotel, as a lot of proms are. We're at the prom, and is at this point, we see... Oh, I guess, what, Topanga and Corey, they're all walking into prom, and Topanga's just like, thank you so much, like, for... Thanks for being a good sport, Howie. Howie, like, puts his arms around both of them and looks at the table across the way from them, and he's like, Samsky, look! Look! And Samsky's also there with a couple... Mm-hmm. and puts his arm around them. So I guess it's just their thing. I don't know. And um, then it cuts over to Eric and Jack who were just there. So now Eric and Jack are just... Two creeps at a prom. Two creeps at a prom. Yeah. Yeah, it was really weird. They were like standing there talking about prom and what their proms were like, which I don't know. Like just the fact that they are only a couple years removed from being in high school and they're just like, yeah, prom. Like... <laughs> What was your prom like? And and Jack says, I don't even remember my prom. I just, uh, I remember being in the back of the limo with Karen Nuzel. And Eric goes, Barbie Feldman. <laughs> Which is funny. Barbie Feldman is the name of the writer for several of the episodes. Most notably, the two Eric episodes that we said she obviously loves Eric. <laughs> that is hilarious. She wrote um, Eric Hollywood and Raging Corey. She ends up writing more, but those two so far anyway um jack is upset he's like man i can't even remember prom because i was too preoccupied with what happened or what would happen after prom like i should have focused on my prom and eric is like yeah well what happened after and jack is like none of your business eric is like me too (laughs) so then we go over sean and angela are like sitting at the table and they're like, yeah, this is a great prom. And um, Sean's just like, are you like great prom? Are you ready to go back to the limo? And Angela's like, and do what? Because she wants him to just say it. Mm-hmm. And then it would be fine. Yep. And he's like, oh, I don't 
no. And he gets like super bashful and it seemed very natural on him, which was really weird. Um, but he was just like, uh, I don't know, like play. Yeah. And then it cuts over to Corey and Topanga who are also talking about, oh, pretty soon prom's going to be over. And Topanga's like, we just got here. And Corey's like, it took us 15 years to get here. And, uh, I think we're ready for an adult relationship. And Topanga like stops him and looks him in the eye and goes, fine, get a hotel room. And he bolts out the door. No, he falls. He passes out. Oh, that's right. He does. Yeah. And then we we cut to the the hotel counter. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get to the hotel counter and Corey's like bolting to it and he's like, hey, uh, can I get a room, please? And well, there's a whole exchange first that was really funny. Because the guy at the counter is like, what can I do for you? And he's like, oh, this is a nice bell you got here. I was just, I was looking at the bell. I was really just admiring your bell. And I just wanted to know, like, oh, like, ding. Oh, great, great bell. You know, it's like, ding, hello. And the guy, like, looks down. And Corey goes, ding, hi, I'd like to get a room, please. <laughs> Um, so the guy starts asking him for information and he's doing it in a very like Michelle from Gilmore Girls manner. Like he reminded me a lot oh, yeah. of Michelle from Gilmore Girls. I actually Girls. thought he was from Gilmore Girls at some point. Like I was like, is he from Gilmore Girls? And he was in one episode of right. Gilmore Girls, but he's not like a regular. Well, and so was the guy who played Howie. Was he? Yeah, was in one episode of Gilmore Girls. Maybe they were in the same episode. That'd be crazy. <laughs> Maybe they worked in the inn. Because <laughs> both of them have been in so many things. Like, both of them were in, like, every major 90s and early 2000s show for one episode. It'd be fantastic if each time they were both in the same episode. Yeah, it would be hilarious. Uh, but Corey is like, oh, I, you know, I just want to get a room on account of being so tired from, you know the long drive and the hotel guy is like oh you're tired huh and he's like yeah i'm I'm just so tired so like what kind of room would you recommend for somebody who's tired and he's like well he's like for a guy in my situation and the guy's like well would you like a king size bed or two twin size beds and he's like well what would you recommend for someone in my predicament and he's like oh you mean um being really tired how tired are you and Corey (laughs) goes uh so tired that i if i don't get to sleep soon i might just sleep right here in the lobby and the guy's like we would not want that (laughs) (laughs) this guy is fantastic it's so wonderful um because he says, like, it's, this is my first time being tired. Yeah, he's like, have, well, have you ever been tired before? Uh-huh. Um, so Corey goes, all right, one room, one bed, one big night. And the guy goes, name? And Corey, like, freaks out. And he's like, oh, okay. And he's like, uh, well, we just need a name for the computer. You can give us any name. Any name will do. And Corey's just like, okay. Any name, I'll give you my real name. Um, so this is my real name, Don. And the guy looks at him funny. He's like, Don Quixote. And the guy's like, okay, Mr. Quixote, and an address. And he's like, 1414 De La Mancha. And he's like, all right, Senor Quixote on De La Mancha. Can I get credit a credit card? card? And Corey, like, freaks out and starts to pretend to check his pockets for a wallet. And he's like, a credit card, a credit card. Ugh, I can't believe I left my house without my credit card. And he's like, hmm, caught you off guard with that one, huh? And Corey sprints away, runs over to Eric on the dance floor in the prom, tells Eric, I need your credit card. And Eric says, okay, but it might be maxed out. I just used it to buy gum. <laughs> so good. Um, and as Corey, so it, he, Corey like grabs the whole wallet from him. And as Corey is running out the door, you see the wallet just fly from the sky directly into Eric's hands. And for some reason, that was like the shining moment in this episode. It was so good to me. Yeah. So Corey runs to the counter. He gets the, t- he gets the room. Um, uh, he goes into the elevator and he's like, all right, got, got the room. Nothing can stop my perfect night now. And then... As he's saying that, 
and the the doors close to the elevator, Amy and Alan. Amy and Alan come out into the lobby. Yeah, dressed to the nines. Dressed They're to on the a nines. date night. They're acting super flirty with each other. So I guess Alan has come around. We didn't really see the resolution to that situation. Just all of a sudden, they were like happy and giggly. And I guess they decided to celebrate by going to the same hotel. They're having this entire conversation directly next to a sign that says John Adams High Senior Prom. Right. They knew that the prom was at this hotel. Right. They live in Philadelphia. There's a thousand hotels. They could have gone to any other hotel. They got dressed up and decided to do like role play in the restaurant of the hotel that their kid was at prom at. Yeah. Yeah. No, they knew. Like, they did not know. Yeah. It wasn't. Like, they knew their kid was having sex that night. So they definitely, definitely knew where the prom was. Yeah. Like, if we were going to get a hotel room and we knew our kids were in, I don't know, one area of the city, we would get a hotel room in a different city. Yeah. Like. What did they think? That they would be close in case of an emergency while they're having, like, sexcapades? At the same hotel as prom? Yeah, unbelievable. Anyway. Also, where's Morgan? (laughs) They're about to have another kid, but they've forgotten about their kid like a million times. What if they did? Like they just, they left the house and they're like, what about Morgan? And he's like, well, we'll just replace her with this one. (laughs) And um, anyway, so they're like, yeah, they're being super flirty next to the prom sign. Mm -hmm. And... uh, they're like, we haven't spent a night in a hotel room since our prom night. What? I think that's probably wrong. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Like, they've been places. Yeah. And we haven't seen their whole lives, but I know they go places and they do date nights. Yeah. Like, they got pregnant again. So, they probably got a hotel then, too. Yeah, and they're like, well, because who knows... When we'll get to go to a hotel again. Uh, whenever you want, because you just leave your kids at home. Right. Like, they're they're not super duper involved in their kids' lives. You know why? Because their kids are old, other than Morgan, and they've never cared about what happens to her. So, uh, they so- went to Chubby's a couple episodes ago to tell Corey to go watch her si- his sister. Like, they, they do not care. Yeah. So anyway, they're being super flirty, and Amy's like, I have a great idea. I'll be the lady at the bar, and you'll be the guy. You don't know me, and my name is Siobhan. And she shouldn't be at a bar because she's pregnant. That's true. Is she going to be like, I'm going to need a Shirley Temple? Maybe. At the bar. Maybe they're role-playing. She can role-play a drink. Like, Can you make me a water in a martini glass, please? Mm-hmm. And call me Siobhan. <laughs> I mean, at this hotel, nobody cares what anyone's real names are. They're like, oh, sure, I'll take this credit card for this guy named Eric Matthews, even though you say your name is Don and you're not either of these people. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that guy would have been fired within five minutes. Oh, well, good thing he's saving up money from... We'll see. Anyway, uh, so Alan is at the counter get trying to get a, um, a room while Amy walks away and Alan is like super excited. And he's like, I need a room. Give it to me fast. Uh, it's it's uh, my wife and I are celebrating. We're having a date night because she's pregnant and I'm so excited. And this girl is standing there at the same time and she's like, congratulations and like grabs him and hugs him. And as they're hugging, Eric spots them. Yeah. Because they're at the prom hotel. Right. And Eric can see them literally from the open room (laughs) that the prom is in. Uh, And then Eric is just like, Daddy? Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, he goes back into the room and he grabs Jack and he's like, Jack, I just saw my dad with somebody that wasn't my mom. And Jack is just like, I... I think you have prom fever. And Eric's just like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, you definitely have prom fever. Like, your your dad loves your mom. Like, you're crazy. Um, And Eric just continues to freak out. Um, And he's like, every man goes crazy 
what is it? Every man goes crazy on prom night because they're worried about what's going to happen after. Yeah. And Eric is like, or no. And then he goes, Eric, I got to go. I got to go save these kids. And Eric is like, I got to go save my parents. And they run off. And uh, Jack is like standing at the opening and a, a teenage couple tries to walk by and he like gets in their way and he's like, excuse me, where do you think you're going? And like the bathroom. And he's like, uh, like, you think I was born yesterday? No way. Get back in there. You guys only get one prom. Enjoy it. Yeah. So, um, Feeny is like right by there. So at this point we're like, why, why are they there? Like two minutes before this happened, I looked at all and I was like, what is happening? Like, why are they there? Well, now we find out because Feeny is right there and he's like, Jack, I have to say, like, you are a much better chaperone than I ever thought you could be. So, now they're there as chaperones. They're chaperones. It was creepy until now. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, uh, Jack says, yeah, nobody's getting by on my watch. And then Feeney, like, tries to go, like, he pats him on the shoulder and starts to walk by him. And Jack stands in the way and he's like, nobody. <laughs> and Mr. Feeney like grabs him and moves him to the side and starts to walk out. He's like, good job, soldier. And Jack like stands there and solemnly gives like a salute. <laughs> it was it was really subtle and funny. I didn't catch it the first time. Mm-hmm. And the second time it made me laugh. Uh, so now we get back upstairs. Uh, uh, Corey has his room key and he gets through. He's like fumbling around with it. Um, as a person who is getting like their first hotel room by themselves would, and he's super nervous and he finally gets the door open. He's like, yes, I did it. I feel like I'm forgetting something. And one of the cleaning ladies is walking by with a cart and she's like, you forgot the girl. Yeah. And so Corey runs downstairs and as he's running downstairs, Feeney is announcing the prom king and queen. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, prom king and queen, Corey Matthews and Topanga Lawrence. Who would have knew? And Topanga gets up to get her crown and Corey runs in at that very moment. And he runs up on stage and they put a crown on his head and he turns it to Topanga and he goes, you told them? <laughs> <laughs> and then he grabs Topanga and they run out the door mm-hmm. in their crowns. Mm-hmm. So they go upstairs, they open the door. I feel like I'm talking way too much. You're doing amazing. They He goes upstairs, they open the door, um, and both of them just like solemnly stare at the bed, like mm-hmm. dun, dun, dun. And Corey looks over at Topanga and he's like, so uh, what do you want to do? And then we cut to Eric downstairs at the counter, freaking out. And he's he's like hitting the bell and he's yelling for the guy at the counter and the guy comes out and he's like, I need the the room for Mr. Matthews. And the guy is just like, I can't give you that information, sir. Like, it's private. He's like, yeah, well, would you tell my friend, my friend, Mr. Mr. Washington? And the guy goes, ooh. <laughs> Um, and I thought he was being sarcastic. Me too. But <laughs> so we go back upstairs. Corey is standing there with the panga and he's like, hey, you want to see something I've always wanted to do? And she says, what? And he throws her onto the bed. And she loves it. She is crazy. About and then it. she's just like, and what are you going to do? And, and he, he like, like elbow drops onto the bed. <laughs> and she's like, mm. Um, and so they kind of start to kiss or whatever and then there's a knock on the door. And Corey gets his jacket stuck on his head. Oh, yeah. Because they're just he's being super awkward. He's like, right. Don't hurt me and like she starts taking his jacket off after he's asked like five times, like, Do you think it's okay if I take my jacket off? Because I just don't want to move too fast or think that things uh I actually think it's good. Like Corey is Making sure mm-hmm. completely every step of the way that this is okay. And I think they were doing this for comedic value, but I liked that. Yes. Like, he is constantly trying to make sure. I mean, he was being super, um, I don't, I don't want, I don't know what word I'm looking, clumsy about everything. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of comical in that way. But I liked the fact that he was constantly like, Topanga, like, are you sure this is what you want to do? 
I think they've they've definitely used Corey to demonstrate um, the positive side of consent over and over again. Um, And I think that it, again, is not something that was shown or talked about that often, at least back then. And the fact that Corey consistently asks and talks things through and makes sure that he has consent for everything is really, really good and really important and especially during that time. It was great, and they really counterbalanced it by showing, like, it wasn't an accident. They counterbalanced it by showing Sean and Angela's situation, where Angela very healthily was saying, um, I'm not even trying to figure out if Sean and I are going to do it. If he can't talk about it, he's not ready to do it. Right. Um, which was another, like, that was that was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so Corey's jacket is stuck on his head. There's a bang on the door and Corey's like, it's the vice squad. Help me put my shirt on. Um, so he's a mess and he finally gets up. He gets to the door and it is Eric who is like screaming about his dad with another woman. And he says like, show, show yourself you tramp. And, and then he walks in and Topanga is sitting on the bed and he's like, oh, Topanga, what are you doing? And he's like, Topanga, Corey, you guys are here already. Good, you got here before dad. Uh, and he tries to tell them that, like, dad's here with another woman. We got to figure this out. And Corey is like, no, this is my room. Did you see this on the door? And Eric goes, no, the guy downstairs said this was the Matthews room. And Corey goes, yeah, my room. And Eric goes, oh, Topanga, Corey in a hotel room alone on My prom, prom night. night. So what you doing? And then he goes, Oh, and he's making like a big deal about it. He gets shoved out of the room. The door shuts in his face. And then you hear the door knock again, like loudly. And Corey goes and opens it again. And it's Eric standing there going, Oh, still. Yes. Um. Anyway, so now we go back downstairs to the counter. Eric is freaking out at the, the counter guy again. And he's like, I need to know the other Mr. Matthews room. The cheating on my mommy kind of Mr. Matthews. And the guy at the counter is like, I feel like Mr. Washington has gotten all the information that Mr. Washington is going to get. Perhaps if there's a Benjamin Franklin nearby... And so Eric pulls out his wallet and he starts going through it. And he's just like, uh, Mr. Franklin isn't here right now. Um, what about two Lincolns and a, and then he pulls his bag out of his coat and he's like a mystery bag. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's not. And the guy is like, very like, Oh, intrigued. And so we cut back to Corey Corey to upstairs. Room. Yeah. Um, they're making out. They're saying I love you a million times. Yeah, I I don't even feel like they're actually kissing because like Topanga will say I love you and then Corey will say I love you and then like it was like they were just like... Like one would kiss the other while the other one was talking. Right. And then so they're like I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you and then Topanga goes Corey, do you love me? And then there's another knock at the door. Mm-hmm. So Corey gets up and opens the door and it is Howie. Um, who is telling them he won't be needing a ride home. So this is where we realize, like, he went in a limo with them mm-hmm. and not in his dad's Plymouth. Um, I won't be needing a ride home. She told me that she would give me a ride home, and it's this woman standing there. Like an older woman. Yeah. And he's like, she said, I remind her of her ex-husband. And she's, like, kissing him on the head and stuff. Yeah. And he's just, like, giggling, and the door shuts, and that's that. Yeah. Anyway. Maybe Howie's 18. I hope so. But even still. Yeah. If he's 18 and she's 40, we if it was the uh, uh, the reverse situation. Oh, no. No matter what, it's gross. But... Right. Exactly. Anyway. um, So, Corey jumps back on Topanga and he's like, no more interruptions. And um, is this where she starts to, like, question it? Yeah. She says, like, I don't. I don't know if this necessarily feels right. Like, maybe I feel like it needs to be more spontaneous. Like, 
maybe on the way to the library or something. <laughs> Corey says, oh, you need a book? And he turns around and grabs a book off the nightstand and hands it to her and it's the Bible. And he goes, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he like opens it and yeah. then drops it. And he's like, ah! And um, she's like, you know what? You're right. And she starts to go to kiss him again and somehow pokes him in the eyeball with her thumb or something. So like she like grabbed his face. She's trying to bowling ball his face. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, ow, my eye. And she's like, oh, okay. We definitely can't do this now. Like you are hurt. We need to go see if you need help. No, she he's says like, we need to get ice. And and he's like, well, first she's like, no, we definitely can't do this. And he's like, no, 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 it's Okay. It's one eye. I have another one. Just do everything to my right side. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, okay, let's at least put ice on it. We have all night. It's okay. Let's just make sure you're okay first. Go get some ice. She hurt him. He, she could have gone and gotten ice. That's true. Like she should have gone and gotten ice. He was walking out with one eye. I didn't think about that. I did because yeah. I would have gone and gotten you ice. I know you would have. Um, anyway, so he goes out, the door shuts behind him and he reaches in his pocket and I was like, oh, he forgot his key. Which no. wouldn't matter because Topanga's in the room. That's true. I figured like she's going to be asleep or something. Mm. Anyway, he does have his key and it's like, oh, cool. What a relief. And then he sets it down on top of the ice machine. Which is bonkers. Uh-huh. And he, he gets his ice. Topanga had asked for two sodas. So he gets the ice and he leaves the room key on top of the ice machine to walk away to go get two sodas. And then... He is the, not ready for sex. <laughs> as he's walking out the door, Alan is walking out of his hotel room. Which is right next door. the next door hotel room. And I don't know if you've ever stayed in a hotel before. But if there was a bunch of banging and yelling going on at the room next door to yours, you would hear it. So they mm-hmm. would have heard Eric. Yeah. And they would have heard the yelling about the Bible. They would have known that their kid was next door. But also, Corey is in the same room, like exiting that room as Alan is walking out of his room. And he's yelling like, okay, I'll be right back, Siobhan. But Corey would have heard like, <gasps> that's my dad. Yeah. Anyway, Alan walks up, he gets a scoop of ice, he sets his key down on the... Top of the ice machine. So, like, father, like, son. They're both dumb. And then he reaches up to grab the hotel key, but doesn't look, because he grabs Corey's hotel key. Mm -hmm. He walks over to his door, can't get it open, looks at the key, walks over to the door next to him, opens it up, opens the door. Whoever... That was Corey's room. Right, it was Corey's room. I guess he thinks Amy is in the bathroom because nobody's in the room. And so he goes over and he's just like, hey, Siobhan, I'm back. Like, takes what are you doing in there? Off. Takes his robe off. I mean, he's just, he's in boxers and a t-shirt. Yeah. He's not like naked. He's not trying to be like super sexy about it. And he knocks on the bathroom door and he's like, come on out of there. And the door opens and Topanga's just standing there like a deer in the headlights. And Alan screams like Corey. Like mm-hmm. he's like, ah! Yeah. And then at the same time, Corey grabs Alan's hotel key. He opens up their hotel room, walks in, and Amy steps out of the bathroom and she's like, how do I look? And Amazing, Amy. She's you wearing, look freaking amazing. She's wearing like a little silk uh, negligee thing. Mm-hmm. And Corey freaks out. So now we cut back outside where Eric has been watching all this happen. Yeah. And he... Well, and Alan, like, runs out of the door, like, freaking out. And Eric is standing there. He's like, how could you do this to mommy? And Alan's like, oh, you know. Um, I mean, this wasn't something that we planned, but it's He's... it's been really good for us. And he said, this is a thing. You know, I've done it three times now. And Eric is like, oh. Yeah, and he goes, I just, out. I just need to see the woman who you're with and goes to open the door and Topanga walks out. And he's like, Topanga, daddy. <laughs> and then the door to Corey's room. I mean, uh, Amy and Alan's room opens and Corey steps out and Eric is like, Corey. And <laughs> Amy walks out and he like gets this most confused look on his face and he goes, I'm really out of the loop. 
Eric, I know we praise Eric every week, but this is the part where we praise Eric again because he was the highlight of this episode that wasn't even about him at all. It wasn't, and he's just like... I don't know. He delivers every line with such perfection that you're just like, I don't know. He melts my heart. He's so amazing. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so Alan is, that's when Alan's like, we were just, we're celebrating. We were excited to tell you. I guess we'll tell you now that we're standing half naked in the lobby of a hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, we're having another baby. And they're like, you're pregnant? And so at this point, you know, the parents realized that they were next door to two kids who were about to have sex. And they're like, yeah, this is why. Or um, Corey says, like, did you plan this? And they were like, no, but we're really happy about it. But this is what we're talking about when, you know, one minute can change your life forever. So, you know, have a good night. And they go into their room, um, Alan and Amy do, and Topanga and Corey are just kind of standing there. And Corey's like, did you hear that? Like, they really trust us. And Topanga's like, yeah. And they're like, let's go. And they go in the room. The door shuts. We look at the door for 25 minutes. (laughs) And then it opens again. And they have their prom king and queen crowns on. And they're walking out to go back to prom. Yep. Like good little Christian children. <laughs> um, I mean, they've already discussed that they're going to do it eventually. It's just going to be on the way home from a library. <laughs> so I, I I understand. So they go back downstairs. We go to the post credit scene. They're back in the prom room. Mm-hmm. They're dancing. Corey reiterates, like, I just want to say again, like, there's nobody else I would rather be with right now. Mm-hmm. And it cuts over to sean and and angela they're dancing and sean's like mouthing something to Corey. yeah he's trying to find out if they did it or not oh okay i couldn't really see what i couldn't figure out what they were trying to say like it didn't Mm -hmm. seem obvious it seemed obvious to me because i have literally been in that situation before with Corey and sean Uh uh-huh okay speaking Mm -hmm. of like I mean, so the episode's over now. Right. You, did you ever go to a prom? I think we've discussed this before, but like you never went to a, like a prom prom. I never went to a prom prom. And honestly, I never cared. Like yeah. to me, something like that is just um, the perfect example of what would make me the most uncomfortable, mm-hmm. especially since I didn't go to a public high school. Now, I loved going to our school dances. I thought they were so much fun. I was very comfortable there. I knew everyone. It was the only time I was like allowed to listen to non-Christian music. Um, That's because you had Jesus there with you. Yeah. But, you know, it was the one, it was like the one time where... I could dance with guys and it was expected that I was dancing with guys. Mm -hmm. And so I would dance with like a whole bunch of guys and find out like that they liked me or whatever. And it was, I don't know. I loved our dances. They were kind of magical nights for me. Mm -hmm. I only had two of them because I only went to school for two years. Mm -hmm. Um, But they were really, really special to me. Hmm. Um, I love dressing up. Like, I know you can't tell now because I'm in sweatsuits all the time, but I wear hoodies. I wear hoodies and leggings and sweatpants and stuff all the time. But I really do. Like, I love dressing up. I love putting on false eyelashes. I love doing my hair in a way that it usually takes like 45 minutes to an hour just to do my hair. Like, I love all of that. So going to dances, super fun. Never planned to have sex after one. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't even remotely an option. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's that's weird to me. I you went to a prom prom, right? I went to a prom prom. It was my girlfriend's prom. It wasn't my dance. I never went to a school dance for my own school because I hated my school, and I didn't like anybody there. So I mm-hmm. didn't want to dance with anybody or yeah, listen he to hated music. me. <sighs> no, that's not true. I just didn't know you. Anyway. So, but, and, and I didn't want to go to a prom. I didn't care about that. And my girlfriend also didn't care about that, but her mom had always talked about her going to prom and all that stuff or whatever. So Mm -hmm. we promised her mom we would go. We went for like a... Promised. Oh, God. <laughs> that should be like the episode title or something. Oh, yeah. Like um, prom-isses? Prom-isses. 
or and, something like that. We can workshop it. And yeah, you're right. And so we went to the prom and we were just there for an hour and then we left. I don't even remember what we did afterwards. Like, I can't speak to that. But also, you'd be uncomfortable if I did. Like, mm-hmm. but. Oh, really? Because I thought we were going to share like what our first times were like in this episode. <laughs> you want to? <laughs> you want to? I'm not an embarrassed person. And I don't like I don't get jealous about your past. So like, I don't like we could talk about it. I don't know. It might be TMI. I'm I th- not it's sure. It's absolutely TMI for the listening audience. Uh, it is not TMI for me, but that's not Was the point. your first time at a hotel? <laughs> no. Um, and it wasn't after like a, that's, that seems so weird to me that people put this arbitrary thing on prom. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how accurate it is. I don't think I know anybody in real life who, who waited for prom or thought that prom was their big night to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's in so much media that it, it must exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe I just didn't hang out with those kinds of people. Uh, but I mean, I had already slept with a girl at that point Mm -hmm. so it wasn't like i was waiting for that big moment right um so i don't know um i would be interested to know like if if you guys was that a thing in your schools was that a thing with you was that a thing with your friends where people were looking to prom or is this really just like a movie trope like it's always that trope of well the prom is at a hotel, so obviously we're going to get a room after. Or the prom is at this country club or whatever, and afterwards there's a hotel across the street. Everyone's going to it, and we're going to get a room there. Mm-hmm. It's every every single show does that, right? And I and I more understand like the um, the super bad or the American Pie, where it's like before the end of high school, we mm-hmm. need to. Like, that was definitely a thing that I remember people talking about. I do think maybe that's why prom is significant to that trope is Mm -hmm. because of the fact that prom is at the end of high school. And, like, what are you going to do? Walk for graduation and then go have sex? And there there are plenty of people who are like Corey and Topanga who are like, okay, it's the first time Mm -hmm. I've been in this relationship with this person. Like, it needs to be special. It needs to be on a special night. And, like, people do talk up prom. Like, it's a huge deal. So that would technically be, like, a special night. So I'm sure it's more common than we realize. Mm. Okay. Just just a thought. Uh, But another thought. How did you feel about this episode? I love this episode because it is so entertaining um jack was in it so little and he always plays everything so sincerely that i just adore his character so much like he's never like the goofy funny guy he's the sincere guy who it comes off as funny because he's so sincere about the dumbest things right and i love that um, Eric is amazing the whole time. Just so perfect the whole time. Mm-hmm. I also thought that they displayed the awkwardness of teenagers who want to do something but aren't experienced. And like you picture these things because of TV and movies as being these like spontaneous and like sexy and you know, natural things that just happen. And my, my, you know, experiences have always been more like Corey and Topanga's where it's, you have no idea what you're doing. Like you just watched it on TV and all of a sudden you're in the situation and like, how do you even move your body around the other persons? And like uh, you overthink everything. I thought they got, it's so right they in did. that aspect. Yeah. And Topanga, who is so much more comfortable in her own skin than Corey is in his and and his, you know, second guessing what he's doing because he's afraid that he's not thinking of her comfort. And like, I thought all of that was phenomenal. Um, and even Amy and Alan were so sincere and sweet and funny other than I mean, I if you want to role play, that's fine. Um So, like, Amy and Alan, you know, going to the same hotel as their kids are at prom 
for. It was a little weird, but I understand why it had to happen. My only issue with it, and it could just be the way that I was raised and then the era that this came out in, is that at this point, there wasn't a lot going on to help kids understand that one, it's not a fucking big deal. Like, so much pressure is put on kids about sex. It's so much pressure. It's this beautiful thing. You're giving your bodies to each other. Like, so much of a big deal is made about it. And it's just, I don't think it should be. Right. I think that we should, you know, calmly give our kids the tools to navigate it. We should not be involved in the decision making. Um, They should know the basics of protection and like preventative measures. All of those things are important. But making sex the biggest thing in the world is so damaging. One, because it never goes the way the first five times. It never goes the way people act like it is. Right. Like it's this beautiful thing. It fucking hurts. It's awkward. It It's rarely a beautiful thing at that age. Right. It, yeah. No. Um, And then to top it all off, I, I'm glad that they made a decision for themselves and decided that it just wasn't the right time. But because of the era that it was in, the fact that it was like, oh, we could get pregnant and we should make a decision not to have sex, I think was, uh, I don't know. I'm not a believer in the abstinence movement by any stretch of the imagination. Um, And because of that, I'm like, why are we getting this kind of like abstinence propaganda? I don't think it was that at all. Really? I literally don't think it was that even slightly. In fact, I think this is almost the opposite. Really? Yeah, I think... They did a really good job of displaying that we are going to do this eventually. Mm -hmm. We are going to do it one day. Now is not the time we've made too big of a deal about this. And I think that is good. Don't make a huge deal about it. Right. Um, And I think the way that Angela handled it, where she basically said, yeah, I I think I'm ready. But um, until Sean can talk about it, we're not doing it. Yeah. And it wasn't like an abstinence thing. It was like a... He's not mature enough. If he can't talk about this, he's not ready, which is a good point. And I think a lot of times kids, uh, teenagers need to think about that fact. Like right. If you're not ready to discuss it like a person, then you might want to wait. Right. And it's not because you need to be abstaining. Right. It's because you need to understand the whole situation. It's because when you're not talking about it, you're not thinking about doing things properly and safely and um lovingly like you you're just trying to do it and not think about it and then it becomes this like fictional like big thing in your head right i think the fact that they they showed these kids talking about it um sure it ended with with them not having sex but i think that was kind of i think that was probably necessary for tgif at the Mm -hmm. time like they probably told them they couldn't actually go through with it. But I also think it was realistic. Like, I really don't think that that building up to that one big night is a good thing for any kid. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I think I'm thinking forward in the show, too, and knowing that abstinence does kind of become a thing for them. Right. Um, But right now, I think this was a good episode. Yeah, I thought it was a great episode. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought it was really, really good. There wasn't really a time throughout it where I was just like, ooh, they didn't handle that well, except for the fact that it, knowing going forward how they handle that situation, I felt like this was like the start of it. But even the side characters in this episode, like Howie and the um, front desk guy at the hotel, were perfect. Mm-hmm. Um it, it was a really good episode. How did you feel about the episode? Yeah, I thought it was a really great episode. I, I'm not kidding when I say Eric made me laugh so hard so often. Like, he only had so many lines, and he wasn't the focal point of any storyline, but he was the running th- thread of comedy between both storylines. 
uh, and his just like his timing is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, his facial expressions, like his facial expressions make the fact that the words that he's saying might be strange otherwise when yeah. he says them he does like a perfect facial expression that matches what he's saying and kind of takes the awkwardness out of it like an adult man saying mommy or daddy would normally drive me up a wall but he always makes these facial expressions that comedically go so perfectly with what he's saying yeah but uh and i i was thinking through this episode like it's crazy like he should have been a huge movie star and i know now like i know from seeing his interview his um what's it called the thing between the sheets yeah between the sheets with brian w foster where he talks about how like he was like signed to be a big movie star Mm -hmm. the way they were talking about him is he was going to be a huge movie star but he started having anxiety and depression issues um but, like, in this episode, that's the first thing I thought. Like, he's so on point with everything, and he can literally do anything. Mm-hmm. He can he can make you laugh, and he can make you cry. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it was a really great episode. I love Jack. I love Mr. Feeney. Um, Howie, the, the, the desk clerk, was hilarious. Um, but the- how did Topanga and Corey become prom king and queen? Uh, they're the, we know that they're, like, the school couple. Yes, but... Corey's not necessarily like popular. Doesn't matter. People they're, have to vote for them. Yeah, but they're the they're the school couple. I think we've seen it. We in last episode we watched people in the hallway say, "Oh, we heard you're back together." Mm. Like it doesn't matter. He doesn't seem cool, but he's obviously super popular. Mm-hmm. He's popular as Topanga's boyfriend. Right. Um. What else was I gonna say? Now I forget. Oh, it bothered me the way they treated Howie. Um, it also bothered me that they didn't come out and say, like, no, Howie. Like, the fact that Topanga wanted to be nice to, to Howie and said, oh, yeah, you're going to come on uh, to prom with us. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes you need to be able to say to people, no, I'm sorry, you you got this wrong. You're you're confused. You you picked up on the wrong cues. I know that that's how you would handle it, but you do not care if you hurt people's feelings. That's true. Like, but I, and I do think that they made the right decision. He ended up having a really great night, um, and he was very happy. So I I think they made a good decision by having him go with them. Maybe I just I've been in the same like. I I feel that way because I feel like there have been times when people have tried to, like, tell me to be nice or whatever, and you don't pick up, like, oh, no, 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 this is is not happening or this is not what I expect it to be. Mm -hmm. It would be easier just to feel bad now and get it over with. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to feel bad eventually. Like, he may have gone to that prom thinking, like, oh, I, I still have a chance with Topanga. I don't think so, because he, as he was leaving the first time, he was like, you know what? You're right. You guys go have fun. Like he said, like, go have fun. And then they were like, you know what? No, like you're going to be our date tonight. So he had already accepted he wasn't going with them and they accepted him into going with them. And I, I honestly think that he is one of those people just from, you know, him being in this episode, he was one of those people where he was able to make the best of every situation. He had a great time. He wasn't thinking that he was going to have a chance with Topanga. Like, he knew that Corey and Topanga were back together. They There was a camaraderie there. And ultimately, he got to go to prom with a group of friends. Yeah, that's true. And if... and if yeah, I mean, you're probably right. Um, but whatever. Yeah, if they had been like, no, get out of here, and then kept it that way, we would have seen... Howie at the prom upset or not at all probably not at all but anyway that's how I feel about this episode that was great except for Amy and Alan deciding they were going to have their sexcapades at the same hotel as their kids high school prom yeah that's my one grape too anyway um anything else you want to say uh Amy looked amazing did she through this entire episode Amy is so gorgeous like she comes into the hotel in this black dress that is, it looks so good on her. And then she comes out of the bathroom in like lingerie and she looks amazing. Like she is so beautiful. 
That's all I wanted to say. Okay. And gaming's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anything else you wanted to say? I don't think so. Uh, you did Did you see the way Alan looked, though, in his... Uh, boxers and t-shirt? boxers and white t-shirt. Not a, not an armpit stain on that white t-shirt. I don't know how he does it. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, no, that's going to do it. I mean, we've, we've been going long. It was such a, it's such a big episode, really. Mm-hmm. Um, thank God that I took notes. Yeah, wow. thank you for taking all the notes. That was my Mother's Day gift today, is he <laughs> took all the notes for the show while I was at work, so that all I had to do was watch it, and then I could read off of his notes. And let me tell you what a good episode that was for this, because it took me like 45 minutes to take notes. <laughs> anyway, um, no, uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, just type in BMG and BM, no, wait, Boy no. Meets Girl. <laughs> type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World into the search bar, um, and Alden will approve you. Yeah, yeah, you can also find us on Twitter. Uh, tweet at us at bmgmbmw. Or you can email us. At bmgmbmw at gmail.com. And uh, Tanya's ready for bed. I am. Um, anyway, thank you for joining us, though. Yes, thank you. We think you guys are great. And we hope and awesome and wonderful. We hope you'll be our third date in the in the limo. Yeah. Please be our Howie. <laughs> you all are our prom date. Uh, anyway, thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 5, Episode 22. Do good. Class dismissed.